Just when you think, just when you think, my friends, just when you think the complexity of everything that is going on cannot get any better, cannot get any worse, cannot get any more, I'm going to say it, fascinating. You're not even close. You haven't even seen where this is going yet. And if you notice, what appears to be one particular focus is just the war itself. What's happening in Gaza? What's happening in northern Gaza? That's it. What's really interesting, what is absolutely beyond fascinating, is something even more critical. And that's what's happening to the future of geopolitics, the world, the media. How will we change? How will we, when this is over, something that we know, what whatever this Whatever this uh, issue is, it will be over at some point. At some point, it will be over. Whatever you want to call it, it will be over. But here is the issue. What will happen down the road? There is an issue right now that is happening regarding where the country fits in and how the story works with the news. Let me see if I can explain this to you. The news is about making money. When news elements, when news sources don't make money, the news changes drastically. Never forget that. This is about making money. Not about the left, not about the right, not about anything. This is about making money. Why do you think they fired Tucker Carlson from Fox? Why? What was that about? About money. It's about trying to signal this is who we are. This is where we are. This is where we can figure. And let me tell you something. If you think, if you think for one minute that the left is going to adhere to a particular ideology, as to pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, pro-Palestine, at the expense of, I'm just saying, at the expense of, let's say, Israel or anti-terrorism, you're out of your mind. MSNBC is following, is finding them up. By shelving three of its, quote, the, the story is three of its Muslim hosts. And then we're going to talk about the life expectancy of Hamas. See what 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 people this is this is this is so important. This is critical. What you see things as is is it has nothing to do with the collective reality of the world. Does that make any sense? What you think you see things as does not necessarily work with the rest of the folks. And the left has to understand that. The majority of the folks on the left, excuse me, have this idea that to them, the most important existential issue of all time is global warming. To most people, they couldn't care less. They are climate change, I should say. In fact, we went from global warming to climate change because they realized it wasn't warming. It wasn't, sometimes it was getting cooler. So they just changed it to change. I think about this for one minute. This is very important. 
Change has never indicated, has never been the part of, how do I say this? It's never been the part of, of uh, an indication of good or bad. I remember one time, years ago, I was at WABC. And Rush Limbaugh, who I really liked, was walking from his back office to his one particular studio with, with a golden mic. And I really liked him. Well, whatever he thought of his politics, he was, he was just a nice guy. And every now and then, when he would be passing, I, I, I'd say something, you know, kind of stupid, like, you know, Rush, if it's neither here nor there, where is it? And then I keep going. You know, and that was like a, a little moment, you know, like we, we'd pass and I would think of something just quick to say, like a um, one of my favorite stories of all times. I don't know who thought of this joke. It was not me, but somebody says, is the alphabet in that order because of the song? And they keep going. So one day as he was, as he was walking by, I said, do you ever notice how politicians rush always want to talk about change? I want to talk about improvement. If I told you a tumor change, would you say thank you and keep on going? Or would you want to say change how? Change could be good, change could be bad. And I kept going. Never thought anything of it. Next thing you know, this is this was really before cell phones. Everybody was kind of calling me later on. I found they said, Do you know Rush Limbaugh? So why? I said, He mentioned you. And sure enough, he walked in and he sat down. And he said, You know, I was just talking to him. So I've never understood the notion of change. Change is very, change is very, very big. But what you don't understand. What I'm trying to explain to you, dear, dear, great and loyal and wonderful friends, members of the conspiratorium, I say to you, do you understand that what the left wants you to think, the majority of folks don't? I told you I have a friend of mine. He does not want me to be his friend anymore. This sounds so like high schoolish. And he wrote me that the red line is Palestine. I, I don't know what I ever said. I don't even know what I do that would even matter one way or the other. But he said, the red line is Palestine. Okay. Sorry, my friend. We can't, you know, whatever it is. I guess he thinks I wasn't pro-Palestine enough for Israel. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. But what I told them, we were talking about certain things. I said, let me explain something to you. If you think, and the reason why you don't see the head of Hamas, have you seen this guy? All you've got to do is just let this fellow speak. That's all. Let him speak. And most people would say, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You can talk all day long. You can talk about anything. And it doesn't make it wrong about Palestine and occupation and the apartheid. But what most people are saying is they see this guy and these guys as being terrorists. Scary. Masks. I mean... When you see the cartoon, the cartoon, I mean the car cartoon depiction of the terrorist, that's what you see. It's the most incredible thing in the world. They are the cartoon, the prototypical depiction 
of of this. So let me just let me just stop for a minute. We get, we have a lot to talk about. A lot, a whole lot. Big, 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 big time. So let me explain to you. Now, here's the question before we begin. Number one, I have to ask always that you always like what we're doing. Like what we are doing. Like what we are doing. Like it. Support us. Help us. Do be a be a part of our family by telling the world, by subscribing, by liking, by hitting that little bell so you're notified of all of the aspects of this. That's number one. And I want to talk to you about something which is important also. We're reading the headlines. We're talking about this. We're talking about international threats. We're talking about corruption here. We're talking about somebody who is supposedly trying to, to gain interest in what's happening regarding the Speaker of the House. I know this is theoretically interesting, but with all that's going on, I don't know. When is this going to end? When is this going to come to some type of, of conclusion, some cessation? The problem is it might end with some form of something catastrophic, cataclysmic. And when that happens, one of the things you'll notice is the destruction of essential systems. Not only food, water, energy, internet, everything, but food. But with my Patriot Supply, you can still remain safe. My Patriot Supply, by the way, this is the largest preparedness company in the country. And it's dropping the price listen to this, of their top-selling three-month emergency food kit. You can get a delicious variety of breakfast, lunches, dinners, and more for $200 off. This kit includes 2,000 calories a day. To prepare a meal, you need hot water and heat. That's it. Hot water. You can't expect unlimited food when the future is unstable. Secure your supply right now with this three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. By going to preparewithlionel.com. They buy in bulk, then pass the savings on to you. So go to preparewithlionel.com to save $200 on your food security. And if you order by 3 p.m., you get free same-day shipping. Order by 3 p.m. Preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. And one more time, one more time, which is very, very critical, just so that you know this and realize this, that we have this on our links and the like, preparewithlionel.com. You save $200, $200 off a three-month emergency food kit. Okay, my friends, one thing I've always thought I was very good at is kind of reading the way things are, kind of read the way things are. And I tell people, you know, this this person is very, 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 very uh, uh, critical. I, I've gotten into not arguments, but I've explained to people. I said, look, you you don't understand what's going on with with uh, Taylor Swift. You can laugh all you want. She's one of the biggest. She's so big right now. It's not even funny. Yeah, but I don't. Doesn't matter what you think. People always think that for some reason their their particular instinct, their 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 idea is somehow is all that matters. And she might be tantamount to. She might be tantamount, believe it or not, to the Beatles. I know that sounds nuts, but trust me when I tell you that. It's the weirdest thing. In any event, so it works like this. Right now, there's a sense that, for the most part, Americans, Americans, will give you some leeway every now and then. Americans do not believe, Americans do not believe in uh, basically uh, electrovoltaic, you know, EV cars, uh, climate change, all this other kind of stuff. It just they they just do not. 
You can you can think whatever you want. They don't. They do not believe in uh, LGBTQ trans uh, puberty blockers and the like. They don't believe in men competing against women. They don't. They don't believe in men competing against women. And you can say this all day long. And the left can tell you this. They they can they can tell you all this stuff. They can tell you whatever they want. But people don't believe that. So what happened a while back is somebody went. It was very interesting. They they picked up certain things. For example, you can be kind of anti-Trump. There was an anti-Trump movement. Okay, so MSDNC, uh, they were all right. CNN was whatever. CNN, don't count them out. CNN is going back to their news roots. CNN, like most of us remember, used to be the, they were the, they were the ones to watch. They were the ones to watch. CNN was it. You understand this? This is the thing. CNN was it. What's important to note is that when things changed, and this is important, when things changed, Later on, they started, I don't know what it was. They thought maybe they could inject more personality, more whatever. They thought that they could be the antithesis to Fox News. I'm not saying Fox News is perfect, but during the time of Roger Ailes, Fox News did something that other people liked. They had this thing. I don't know what it was. Either they were, either they were, I don't know what you want to call it, um, populist, uh, basic, Maybe it was their attitude, maybe it was their look, but nobody, but nobody ever even remotely came close to these folks. You understand this? Call Me Red says, maybe I'm speaking out of term, but if we just stayed out of all of it, Israel, Gaza, and the other dozens of conflicts in the world, uh, why don't we? Well, let me ask you something. What does it mean to stay out? How do you stay out. What does staying out mean? I'm going to hold that thought for one second. No, you know what? I'm going to go to this right away. Please tell me what it means to stay out. Maybe not be in as much, but we are doing some things which obviously there's a strategic basis. Why do you think we are in this much? Why do you think? Why do you think we are in? Why do you think the left? Why do you think Joe Biden? Why do you think that Blinken? Why do you think the military? Why, why do you think these prototypical classic? Why is Karine Jean-Pierre excoriating and execrating the statements of Rashida Tlaib? Why? Why do you think so? Do you think that it's about military industrial complex and money? Yes or no? Do you think that's it? Do you think that's it? Do you think so? Remember, there is no such thing as one answer. If you say, it's the money. It's uh, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. and uh, If that's what you, Boeing, if that's what you think, you're missing the point. Why do you think that is? Why? Money, always money. That's it? Do you think it's money? No, it's very, very important. Do you think it's money? 
Pox Americana, interesting. Do you think it's money? How many think it's just money? This is an important point. I want you to focus on what I'm saying. This is I want I want your insight in this because people are there. One of the reasons why I draw people, I said, listen to how smart our folks are. Our our live uh, viewers are smarter than others. Do you think it's money? I don't. I might be a little bit more nuanced. Imagine you say this: We're not going to do anything. We're 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 not going to say anything. Sorry. Sorry, whatever you do. What happens if we hang on? Look at this. Call me red says, What's the first one? Power and money. Control the population. Well, see, you're this is your conspiratorial side, and I like that. You said something power and money. Can you have money without power? Can you have power without money? Power is a different story, it's power. What do you think our friends of New World Order fame, what do they want? Money? Do you think it's about money? Do you really think? Mr. Wonderful says money is only a byproduct. Absolutely. Do you, and this is, this is a very, very important thing. This is the most important thing. The most powerful people in the world today are not necessarily the richest. In fact, a lot of folks don't care about the money part. They're, they've got all the money they need. They're not interested in this. What do they want to do? Let me ask you this question. Ready for this? Do you think that people, do you think that Elon Musk is motivated by money? <clears throat> yes or no? Walter Isaacson does a book on genius and innovation. What is the thing that motivates you? Most people could be absolutely pacified by just money. Here's you win the lottery, whatever, and you're off to the side, and that's it. And that's most people. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What is it that gets you? What is it that gets your attention? I mentioned Rush Limbaugh before. I saw this. At WABC, we were on the 17th floor, and when you walked into the, whatever, Rush was to the right, and everybody else was to the left. Rush had his own office down at the end, and he had his own his bodyguard, and he just, he, he was it. And one day, I walked in, and I saw, I think it was a, it might have been Phil Graham. Remember him? Now, was it Phil Graham? What's his name? The senator. Remember the guy from Texas? What was his name? Anyway. He was sitting there waiting to talk to Rush. This was a senator. What was his name? His name was not Lindsey, Phil Graham. Phil Graham. Yep, Phil Graham. And Phil Graham, <coughs> right now, is what is he, 81? He's 81 years old. I walked in and I thought, damn. And he was waiting to talk to Rush. Waiting to talk to Rush. Edie Crowley says, a Marine friend of mine was sent to Afghanistan to guard poppy fields. Well, you know, um, Edie, I can understand that. I have no, I have no problem with that. Uh, that, that uh, that's, there, there, were, there were units of the American military that went to save uh, art, to save the Mona Lisa. What I hope you friends of the conspiratorium and that's what we call it because we life is a conspiracy life is one confederation 
of people working together against another confederation and unit of people working together. And what I want to do is I want to disabuse you of everything that you thought. Take away all of your conspiracy trappings, all of your Alex Jones speak, all of your what your father said, where you're from, your regionalism. Strip away your religion, whether you're a Protestant or a Jew or a Catholic. Just start from square one and relearn everything as a realist. As a realist. I don't care whether you understand the... I also want you to learn to stop answering things so that your friends will say, oh, oh, it's a distraction. That's my favorite. We say things, we become cliched, we become almost bumper sticker. No, 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 no. Stop from it. Barry Taylor says, in 1967, during the Six-Day War, Israel had a choice, security or expansion. They chose expansion. Like it or not, the U.S. is pulling the strings. Again, Barry, I love you. Too simple. Too simple. There's symbiosis. There is symbiosis. In every system, you got to ask yourself, what is responsible? What is fueling the cancer? What is, we can, and I like, I like cancer as an analogy. What feeds the cancer? What does cancer control? What does it control? What does it make? What does it think? What, what does cancer do? That's the issue. What does, what does cancer do? What does it, what, how does it run the show? That's what you got to understand. We love simple questions. If you can write anything you say in a thought, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's not nuanced. It's, it's wrong. You've got four or five different people here. What do they want? Let's go back to what we said before about the money or power. It's not about money. It's not about money. There are people who are always going to um, they're always going to benefit. But let me give you an example. Let me give you this example. Sometimes when things uh, are about the money and nobody will recognize it. Child victimization and the like. You ready for this? Child victimization. Child victimization. Uh, call it trafficking, call it whatever you want. You understand that? Child, what is it about? What is it about? We know a woman, her whole thing, her whole thing, I think maybe her numbers went up as she talks about uh, a pedophile. And, and that that's it. And that's it. That's, that's it. And she she throws everything into this big mix. She doesn't understand at the at the trafficking level, it's about money. And you might say to a certain extent, power within that particular thing, but sometimes it's about money. It's not about, they have it wrong. Now, you got to ask yourself the next question. What difference does it make now that we've identified the source of this? What difference does it make? What difference does it really make now that we figured this thing out? We love to go back. We'll cite history. We'll cite whatever it is. What do you think it really, I mean, does it, does it, I think sometimes it's parlor talk because the answer is it's a lot of things. It's a lot of what's going on right now. But let me go back to the power thing. The reason why America, America cannot, cannot not be involved. Why do you think that is? 
Look at this. Hierarchical structure. Desire to dominate. That's the cancer. Balderdash. 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 Pompous. Arrogant. Puffery. No. You would be asked to leave any board, any organ. You would say, excuse me, can you go, please? I don't know what this even means. You obviously don't get it. It's like people who watch football and say, don't you understand? This is tribalism. No, it's not. You're, 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 you're getting caught up in your own brilliance. You're getting, you're getting caught in your own, your own sense of, wow, I'm so smart. Isn't it great the way I come up with this stuff? Isn't it, isn't it really great? I'm so smart. I come up with these highfalutin, hierarchical, Manichaean, atavistic controls from tribalism. Stop it. It's simpler than that. It's not even that complicated. That might be, that. that's great. That's an essay question. That's for an essay question. It's very, very, it's, it's, there's really nothing to this. If the United States has nothing to do, if the United States has nothing to do, we are going to lose our power. And there are people who say, irrespective of who's in charge, irrespective of who's in charge, I am telling you, and they are telling you, believe me, they are saying that they are never going to ever, ever, they're never going to allow this country to lose power, to lose the ability to to control things. It's simple. I don't even know how this, I, I, I don't know why, why this is so difficult for people to understand. We are not going to cede authority to, to this new group of people. And this is, this is what nobody's talking about. The BRICS folks. BRICS plus six. That's where it's at. MBS is going to run the show. Not only that, we have, and people forget this, we have, I think, in, there might be more, and it's not just Jews per se, but there are Israelis, Israeli uh, 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 but not practitioners, Israeli uh, advocates. More of them here in this country probably than in Israel. And you're not going to turn your back on this very powerful contingent. Same thing goes for the African-Americans. Same thing goes for everything else. It's very, very simple. We're just not going to seed this. Let me ask you this question in terms of the hierarchical gobbledygook. What is the point if the United States says we side side right now with Hamas and what is perceived as Hamas or Palestine? What do you think would happen to us if that's the way it was perceived? What do you think? Tell me. What do you think would be the story if, if, and this is important, what do you think would happen if all of a sudden we decide that we're going to kind of, well, we're going to kind of look the other way. And we're going to side with this one. What do you think would happen? What do you think? Anybody? Anybody have any idea of what would happen? What would happen? Forget the other ones. If we said, we're with Hamas. We're with Palestine. We're with the anti-apartheid. What would happen? Who would say, very good, what major countries are doing that? 
who who is doing who is doing that right now? Tell me. Who? I don't mean factions. I mean the official position where they're saying, yep, we want to go on the record right now of siding with Hamas. Anybody? Anybody? Like my friend who has his Mr. Red Line. I'm saying, I'm sure glad you're not running the show. Because whether you like this or not, whether you like this or not, you better get with the program. Let me give you an example. During the first Gulf War, well, actually during this, I guess maybe during the second one, because the first one was over like in an hour, it was it was done. But during the first Gulf War, there were folks who were involved in, and this is important, uh, they were, um, they, they, they found themselves, very interesting, they, they found themselves wondering, how do we handle this? So Phil Donahue decided he would come up and he said, I'm going to speak out against the war. I guess it was the, it must have been the second one. Might have been after 9-11. I'm just going to, either way, assume it. Okay. And what he did was, he decided, and this is so interesting, he decided that he is going to stand because he thought, I'm Phil Donahue. And I can do whatever I want. And I can say whatever I want. And I can think whatever I want. And I'm right. Because I understand the hierarchical problems. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. They canned him so fast. Because America said to him, we're losing money. We don't want to have some guy who's talking against the war. Do you understand that? Does this make sense to you? There are people who, for example, you might not understand it. There are people who love Donald Trump. There are people, Donald Trump is great for, for business. Donald Trump is terrific for business. You may not like him. You may not think, well, you might, whatever it is. That's the way that goes, period. Barry Taylor says, for one thing, stability would be right out the window. Well, not only that, that that's true, but the idea of being a part of it. You may not be given the choice. You may not be given the choice. You may not be given the choice where you are told if you want to do well, if you want to exceed or succeed, I should say, in this business, and you've got on. Well, it starts with this. Remember this uh, Mehdi Hassan? It's a big story. Mehdi Hassan, it says, um, MSNBC accused of racism for pulling three former Al Jazeera journals from anchor slots during Israel-Hamas war. This is racism, they said. This is dangerous. This is journalistic malpractice. I hope other hosts of the network speak like Chris Hayes, Joy Ann Reed, Rachel Maddow, Lawrence, Larry, whatever his name is, and Alex Wagner stand up for their Muslim colleagues and walk out until MSNBC reverses this indefensible decision. Did you see this? Now they may say they're woke, they're leftist, whatever it is, but you've got you've got uh, Mehdi Hassan, Ali Veshi, and Ayman. I can't pronounce his name correctly. Now let me ask you something: Is this racism? Yes or no? Is this racism? Is this racism? Anybody? Tell me, is this racism? Very quickly. What do you think? If you were running the program and your MSNBC's numbers are just dropping, is this racism? 
Anybody? Is this racism? Anybody? Anybody here? Are you with me? Are you awake? Is this racism? No. No. Propaganda. No. Ratings of racism. Do you think it's racism? First of all, is it a race? Is it about a race? Is it about a race? If uh, if Hassan was basically saying something else, do you think it matters that what his race? I mean, I know people don't want to say this. He's Caucasian because race is kind of sort of one, but it doesn't really matter. Do you think that's it? Prejudice? Do you think they're prejudiced against him because he's he's Iranian or or Muslim or Arabic? Do you think so? Do you, I mean, this is this is a very important point. This is a critical. This is the first question. This is the first question. He is coming up against this thing called capitalism and commercial viability, and MSNBC is a corporation. And if you're saying something on your, if you're serving something on the menu that people don't like, you've got to get rid of it. It has nothing to do with that. The majority, all you've got to do, I'm telling you, just run pictures. Just run pictures. Look at the fellow from Hamas. Look at him. Just, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to say what I think he looks like, what he seems like. I'm not saying that. Look at what he is. Look at what he says. And there's another fellow who is the Baghdad Bob of the whole thing. This guy's even better. This guy comes along and he says something like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have, I have, I, I, I don't, there was no terrorist. Hamas didn't, there weren't citizens killed. I mean, he just, I mean, this guy, he does it so well. He, I think he really believes, or he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Go ahead and run that. If ever there was a scary looking dude who represents Hamas, I would say, go ahead, look, look at him. Look at him. Look at the way he scowls. Look at the look at the grainy. Oh, it's beautiful! It's beautiful. You would think Hamas would say, "What are you doing? Why don't get you? Why why are you creating in the mind the very bad guy that people think Hamas is?" I don't want to be sexist. Why don't you get a woman or a man who seems who maybe speaks less ominously because. This is the only time because Hamas isn't doing a whole lot of discussion about anything. Hamas isn't talking about anything. Period. So that's my question. So my question is, why are they doing this? What is going on here? What is the purpose of what's happening? I don't. So what? What Medi understands is nobody wants to hear this. They're tuning you out, not because I don't know whether it's because you're right, whether because you're wrong. Whether whatever it is, I don't know. Why don't you think Dylan Mulvaney, and I'm not trying to make any kind of equivocation here, but why do you think Dylan Mulvaney is on regular TV? Why don't you think it's okay? Maybe there is. Why isn't there a trans presenter on TV? Anybody? Anybody? Why don't you think? Why? I mean, you know they've talked about it. Because they will say, people don't want to see that. Years ago, there was something, and I'm glad to see this. Everybody, every woman on TV had to look like some kind of a, I don't want to say, 
I don't want to say a, what am I trying to say? I don't want to say a uh, fashion type, but as of late on local media in particular, sometimes you see a woman who's overweight, you know, who's very good, or maybe looks like regular people. I thought that's a great move. Somebody tried this. There was a time in the old days we said, we can't do this. We cannot do this. There might have been a time where they said, listen, we have nothing against weight one way or the other. We're not going to do anything that affects our bottom line. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But Mehdi Hassan, the other, Ali Vashri, a little bit different. Mehdi Hassan comes across always like he's angry, like he's pissed off, and that he knows more than you do. I'm sorry. He has said things before that I agree with, but I find him to be obnoxious. Have you ever seen him in any kind of a debate on any kind of a of an Oxford forum where they have or X2, one of these debates or whatever these things are called? X2 or see, he won't do that. He he won't talk about that. So what we're doing is we're talking, we're 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 coming to the grips that I'm sorry to my dear friends who most people, especially in this country, look at Hamas as a terrorist organization. And they can't get past the fact that there were a bunch of kids dancing. And there were a bunch of old people, people in their homes, like kibbutzim and others, who all of a sudden were overrun and overtaken by a bunch of folks called Hamas. And if they don't understand that, and that, that's one thing, but that's not playing on TV. Just like Phil Donahue said, America was filled with a sense of real patriotism and a real sense like, let's go to war. And they wanted to know they had embedded reporters. And Phil Donahue would say, don't you understand the military industrial complex? They're, they're basically buying you off. They're, 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 what am I trying to say? They're, they're buying you off. They're whatever. Really? Yes, you don't understand. They're they're fooling you. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot? Yes, yes, yes. You've got to understand when you have an embedded reporter, but I like an embedded reporter. I want them to go on aircraft carriers. Remember how they said this is the A6 Warthog, this is the, this is the F35 Tomcat, this is the blah, 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 this is the Reaper. And all of a sudden these folks, the ratings would do the roof when they had a woman or a man Talking, we're, we're talking to uh, Lieutenant Colonel, whatever call sign uh, bandit, and uh, what what you know, people loved it. Now, my friend Mr. Redline would be talking about how this is an assault against the Muslim people, how this has nothing to do with nine eleven, and he's right, he's right, but that's not going to win. That's not going to win. See, they'll give you a little bit. The left will give you a little bit, a little bit. Climate change, okay. Okay, but the people who are truly against this, like you think, for whatever reason, do not play in the MSDNC audience. That's the bottom line. I don't know why. I don't know if it's whatever it is. And you can be. I don't care if if um if 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 Sean Hannity started saying this. People don't want, or put it this way, it's, it's not that you can't say this, but from a from a point of view that's, an MS, 
and CNN, by the way, whoever's in charge now, they're good. You should see um, Fareed Zakaria. Listen to him. Oh, he's great. I couldn't believe what I'm listening. I mean, I agree with him. 90, not that that matters. Do you see what I'm trying to show you? It gets down to simple things. Hamas is PLO. Do you know what happened to the PLO after uh, Black after, uh, Black September? Remember that? Remember after, after the Munich? Do you remember this? In 1972 in Munich? Do you remember this? Do you remember this horrible, horrible, horrible event? Do you remember this? It was very, very important. Black September? Oh, you would think they would have learned. Nobody, but nobody said, hey, it's about time they fought back from the occupation. No. What did they think? What do people think is the difference between, you know, Arafat and others and whatever? Uh-uh. In fact, people, if ever, if ever Mossad was born, that was it. The adventures of daring do and revenge and gold in my ear, who says, Bring in the boys. What's this saying? There's this Hasayat that this, and I can't remember, I can't remember the name of it, but there's that super duper commando unit. People love that. Nobody wanted to hear about the Palestinian occupation after that. Not only that, if ever there was a person who looked terrible, it was it was Yasser Arafat, you know, the Ringo Star thing with the this. I'm sorry, not a very attractive man. With a gun, he was the personification of how the terrorists are evil. Didn't understand PR. Look at the Hamas guys now. Look at them. Against the wall, grainy, just looking. I mean, he you couldn't create somebody. Do they not understand PR? Do they not understand optics? Do they not get this? So there is... Mehdi Hassan, Mr. Cambridge or Oxford or whatever he is, so smart. He can explain anything. You just don't understand. This is about occupation, blah, blah, blah. And the rest of the world is saying, well, we don't see it like that, Mehdi. We don't see it like that. Sorry to tell you that, dude, but we don't see it like that. You understand what we're saying? We don't see it like that. We don't, we don't see it like that and you by the way you we can come up with all these theories about whatever it is doesn't matter it's very very simple how do you play the PR war and if you think that the United States is going to sit back and say okay you guys just talk it over and whatever happens count us in later you're out of your mind if you think for a moment for a moment that that makes sense? Oh, no, 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 no. We want to get in there. We want to be in there. Because whether you like this or not, I may not like the administration, but I like and love my country. And I always want the country to be theoretically in the driver's seat. I don't want to be some tenth in line. I don't like what's happening with bricks. I don't like what any of this is. I don't like any of this. This is scary, scary, scary stuff. And I think you understand that. 
And it's very simple. And I'm looking at this, and I would go to see uh, MSDNC and say, who is this guy? Who is he? If This might have worked before <clears throat> when Mehdi Hassan was you know, doing that scowling look. But if somebody says, well, you got some Hamas sympathizer, that's all it takes. Yeah, you're, you're a Hamas sympathizer, is that it? How many of us have been called something? Oh, you're a truther. Oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're a tinfoil, right? Takes one connection and that's it. They understand this. I'd yank that Mediasan forever because he just, first of all, he comes across, he may appeal to some folks, but on, on nationwide TV, no, 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 no. See, some people, it may work. Mark Levin, let me give you an example. Mark Levin, a very nice man. Mark Levin can't do that yelling and screaming thing all the time. I got news for you. Because if we get old so fast, it would lose its punch once a week or whatever it is. And he yells at somebody every now and then. This is about, this is about, this is about TV. This is about media. This is about a lot of stuff. This is not just about, you know, who's right or who's wrong and all this. You got it? It's so easy to understand this. So the question is, the life expectancy of Hamas. How is Hamas going to look in the long run? How is Hamas? What do you think? Tell me. Tell me. What is Hamas going to look like five years? How have they, because obviously somebody is doing going out of their way to say, whatever you do, Never mention Hamas. Talk about the Palestinians. Talk about the talk about anything. Don't talk about Hamas. What's going to happen? What do you think about this one? What do you think? They will disband and rebrand it. I don't know if they're going to disband, but their cachet is taken. They have for, see Hezbollah. Nobody really none understands this. Hamas was and is being created by the mainstream media. How many people believe that? That's not, that's nonsense. That's just a, let me write something down. I'm going to write this down. Hamas was created by the mainstream media. That's it. Yeah, Hamas doesn't exist. That whole business before, the story of where this came from, how basically Bibi and others actually promoted the notion of Hamas. I don't care about history. This is good. Why? Because I'm a writer. I know everything. It's about, I don't know, propaganda. It's, it's a Hegelian dialectic. Yeah, that's a good one. That always works. They love when I say stuff. You just talk shite. Just just spew it out. And okay, now, okay, I'll come, I'll, I'll come up with something else. Hamas was created by... Satan. Okay, there you go. That's a good one. Always, always revert to Satan. Americans really don't like to think about this. They don't like to sit there and say, let me think about this. Never. You will never hear that. You never say, I don't know. Let me say, what is the, and it, where, where did Hamas come from? What, who funds it? Who, whatever. Not interested. What, what about Hezbollah? Where, where do they come from? Nobody cares. Nobody talks about that. This is the part which is so critical. 
This is the part which is so monumentally critical. If you really want to understand this, really, you're going to have to do some heavy lifting. And that means history. That means reality. That means looking at all the news, but not one particular vector. If you watch Fox News only, like I told you yesterday, we were coming back from something, and I, and I was listening on the transistor to Fox News, and I thought to myself, I don't know. It, it, was, it, it, was, it, was, it was just who can, who can act the most upset. And maybe it works in terms of, of um, ratings. I'm sure it is very well. But they want to just hear people who are very, very mad. And people look at Hamas and look what happened as being just horrible and terrible. And that's why the Ali uh, Veshis and uh, and um, others, they really don't want to, they just, they're, they're not, they, they don't get it. They don't get it. So here's what's happening. What happens to Hamas? They have done more damage than anything else. They have done more damage. And what are they saying? What do they call this? Israel versus Hamas. Israel versus Hamas. Israel versus Hamas. Not Israel versus Gaza. Not Israel versus the Palestinians. No, no. Israel versus Hamas. Do you see how that works? This is what's in people's minds. And as long as that focus, that that charge, that framework is, is created, that's all that's going to happen. Now, all these other folks could talk all day long about, well, you don't understand the history of, uh, and probably true. You don't understand the history of occupation. It's probably true. You're right. But that's not the way things are. <clears throat> that's where this is right now. Now, what happens new is the next is going to say, what happens when the pounding starts? How is MSDNC going to do this? How do they phrase that? You don't want to get this angry. Mehdi Hassan hasn't smiled in 30 years. You want to get him in charge of that? Let me give you, let me, let me just, let me give you something. Do you want him, if you were MSDNC to have this, as you are seeing horror, absolute horror, evolve, develop before your very eyes, do you want this angry dude sitting there saying in essence that this is, well, this is what you get. Well, this is what you get, which is in essence what they're saying. Well, this is it. This is what you get. What do you expect? You think that's going to work? Now, what Mehdi will say, what an old program director of mine said, not program director, he was actually a station, kind of a GM, and he said something interesting. He said something very interesting. He said something which was very important. He said, and I think this is fascinating. He said, if you want First Amendment, you go someplace else. You go someplace else. If you want the First Amendment, if you want to go speak, please open up your own radio station and do something. Go ahead and do something. Find yourself someplace. Find yourself. Find your, I don't know what it is. Find something. And you go and you make sure that you go and you talk. But if you're on my radio station, if you're on my radio station, you're not going to say this. Now, let me just explain this enough to you. It's very simple. You see, when we first started this, and I mentioned this Mehdi Hassan guy, people thought, well, that's, you know. Let me ask you something. 
Do you think, do you think right now that there is a collective, how do I say this? There is a generalized feeling that people have as to the side. For example, after 9-11, do you think anybody in this country wanted to hear about the military industrial complex? Remember General, it was a General Clark or whatever it was, who said, they told me right away we had the battle plans lined up to go, ready to go against the Saddam Hussein. You know what most Americans said? Good. Now let me ask you something. Be honest with me. You don't have to tell me this. And if you don't tell me this, I don't blame you. Because it's not something that people like to think about. But since we talked about this this morning, has, has your outlook has your outlook been changed a little bit? Do you see things a little differently? Are you able to say media here, politics here, reality here? Do you do you feel that? Are you able to do that? Do you do do you feel a sense of you know, I, I I kind of understand it. This is a this is far more complicated. There's the media part. There's a public opinion part. There's the political part. When you see Joe Biden, Blinken, when you see Corinne Jean-Pierre basically blasting Rashida Tlaib, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? What does that tell you? They have read, They have said politically, this is the way to go. Climate change, no problem. LGBTQ, whatever. Transgender, okay. Uh, diversity, fine. Fine, 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 fine. That's okay. They think politically. If there's anything out of their mouth, it's not because they intellectually believe it. It's because it's politically expeditious. But they are speaking in one voice. Did you know this? You understand this? Oh, here's another one. This is a favorite one of mine. The frog in a pot of water. I'm so glad you brought that up. You do realize that a frog never boils in the water, correct? I don't know where that came from. I don't know. The idea is that if you put a pot of water, if you put a frog in a pot of water, he'll, as the water rises in temperature, the slow gradations of heat will be such that the frog will not be able to detect it, and the frog will actually boil. We'll say, hey, I'm boiling because I didn't realize it's 200 degrees. Because I I don't know where that came from. I don't know who came up with that idea. It, it's not true. But people say it. Like they say, well, it must be a full moon. What does that mean? Well, the full, full moon has nothing to do with it. A little lycanthropy aside. Now, here we go. Listen to this one. Here is the genius. And not not you, Angelica. Bless your heart. She says, Tucker says, because Tucker is. Do I have to tell you anymore? It Tucker says. Tucker says we are headed toward war. And we will be locked down. As I shared the other day when my emergency broadcast system went off last week to warn Callie about danger lurking. 
The other day, as you know, Angelica, we, we talked about this the other day. We yesterday we were talking to a friend of ours who said, "What is? Why did my alarm go off? Why am I going?" Because they told you a week in advance. What? They told you about a week in advance they would be testing this. Remember that one? Remember? Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Who thinks, this is very interesting, lockdown, you will see another lockdown. Absolutely. Why do you think you're going to see another lockdown? Now, I'm going to give you an answer, and you're not going to like what I have to say. But why do you think there's going to be another lockdown? Why do you think? Give me an idea. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. And my answer will absolutely, (laughs) you won't believe my answer, but why do you think there'll be another lockdown? Let me ask you, why? Why? Habituation? That's a good answer, but that's not my answer, but that's a part of it. Why do you think so? Why? Be afraid is, this is just a test? Okay. But why do you think there's going to be lockdowns? Why? Chaos in cities? Well, you know, maybe. But there's another there's another reason for it, too. Why? Remember one thing about Tucker, and I really like Tucker. I really like Tucker, and he's very good. And I, I like his style. Tucker's not going to do anybody any business if Tucker ever says, don't worry about it. Listen, we've always had problems, and we are never going to be anywhere near what we were in Vietnam. We are not World War II. That was something. Believe me, as bad as this is, nothing was worse than World War II. He's not going to say that. Tucker always has to come out to scare you. I'm sorry. That's what you want. You want him to scare you. I I know you don't want to hear... He doesn't want, you don't want to hear anything about things are good news and this is great. No, that's no fun. The reason why there's going to be lockdowns is that America loves it. Loves it. People feel, let me tell you something. Sebastian Junger, I don't think it's Junger, but Junger, you look Junger and Junger out there. Sebastian Junger one time said, that there was a that during during World War II, the people who were involved in the um, transport the, the 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 people who were involved in um, who worked in the tubes, you know, in London, and the people who were during the during bombings. The people who were in the ambulance driving. Do you know that they suffered the fewest or the, uh, fewer cases of PTSD than anyone else? Did you know that? Did you know that? And the reason, the reason for it, they said, was because they felt alive and they felt apart and they felt important and they felt critical. And he said it was a very interesting take. They actually felt important and they felt critical. And he said, that's a very important thing to note. And people sometimes feel alive. Every now and then there's somebody who walks in someplace wearing a mask. And they're like the last vestiges. They're like the, 
the Japanese soldier who doesn't know the war is over, who remembers and hearkens back to a moment of, I don't know, maybe it's like the kid who has the blanket or sucks his thumb or whatever it is. I, I don't know what it is. But in any event, people love this. People feel whenever there's lockdowns that their country is in control. That somebody is doing, they say, look at that. Huh? In the event this has been, you go, girl. I know this sounds, to us, it's an inconvenience. To us, is oh, this is habituation. This is, this is, you know, basically nonsense. But to other people, they love it. John McGuire says, in terms of the excuse for a lockdown, either you've got Hamas, and you've got Hamas to release something. Yes. Well, and Hamas with two M's looks more like hummus, which is another problem. And you know somebody somewhere must be mis, uh, mispronouncing the words. But that's a part of it. That, that That's part of it. But let me just explain something to you. Always ask yourself the question. What is this? What is the goal of this? What is the goal? What is, the goal? What is Tucker trying to do? John McGuire says, speaking of World War II, would anyone ever reference World War II if the History Channel didn't air copyrighted free World War II newsreels 24-7? Probably not. I don't think most people really understand how that even works. Listen, we're a Vietnam nobody can understand. Let me, let me give you something. Last night, again, we're driving back from this thing, and I'm listening on the transistor, and I hear Mark Levin and Ben Shapiro. Oh! Could not listen to it physically from an auditory point of view. The most annoying, cloying, it's beyond obvious. I hate obvious. Hate it. And when you take an organization that takes innocent people, I know that. It's not that it's not true, but what am I, stupid? Tell me something else a little bit more about it. Let's go to the next level. They don't want to do that. What's the purpose of that show? To make you angry. To make you angry and to validate the way you feel. Tucker Carlson's never going to ever tell you anything like, no, you don't understand. It's a little more nuanced. No. He did it a couple of times, Victor Orban and others, but nobody really got that. He tries every now and then, like he'll get away. He'll, he'll, he'll go someplace. Um, I've got a great friend of mine. I love him. That uh, Sticks. Mr. Sticks Hexenhammer, when he does his stuff sometimes, things that interest him about either the occult or he'll plant something, I find that fascinating. That doesn't play as well as others. And it doesn't mean, it's not because the subject matter isn't interesting or valid. It's just that the audience, that that's not what the audience wants. The audience wants this. Nobody wants to ever see a John Wayne movie where John Wayne is this very sensitive person who comes back and realizes that he's secretly gay. And that, No, but that would be great acting. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but, but, but he's a good actor. Sorry. We ain't going to, you're, you're, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going, you're not going to have this. Period. It's just you're you're just not going to have it. There's so there's things you want. There are things you want from me. I'm not going to ever. I'm not going to stray too too far because there's an audience part of it. 
We all recognize it's like a restaurant, Mexican food, Italian food. You're not going to switch. So understand what people want and understand this. Understand the, the grasp of this. I can't get away of the fact from the fact that I always want to tell you something that I think is being missed. And by definition, if I'm saying something and it's being missed, that means I'm going to be talking about something that other people don't find uh, worth mentioning. Or I'm going to go contrary to what people are saying. Perhaps a contrary. I'm a contrary. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what the name of this thing is. But let me tell you one thing that I found. And if ever you do this, if ever you do this, and I mean this, if ever you do this, you have your own channel or you want to know, you want to do a video, whatever it is, make sure you absolutely positively believe in it. Because if you don't believe in what you're saying, it comes through. It comes through it because this is the biggest lie detector you've ever seen in your life. I've seen this before. It's it's one of those things that's just. All right, dear friends, you have been great. You have been wonderful. One more thing, by the way, one more thing. Don't forget our also great friends at MyPillow, MyPillow.com, the great and the glorious and the wonderful Mike Lindell and his fans right now as we speak. There are deals. Have you done this? Have you gone to MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, put in MyPillow.com slash Lionel. Look at this. The Percale bed sheets, the 2024 edition, $24.98. Original My Slippers, Queen and King. Six-piece towel sets, kitchen towels, my mattress, my mattress toppers. It goes. Through, I mean, it's it is a veritable, endless melange of deals, and you get a free gift. You understand this? A free gift. Enter your email and receive, and that's it. Go to mypillow.com promo code Lionel. That's it. Now, another thing which is also very critical, as I told you before, right now, brand brand new friends, brand brand new. Preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com, a three-month emergency food kit now for the unbelievable price of $200 off. Take $200 right off the top, right off the top, 200 bucks, right off the top. And if you order by 3 p.m. your time, free same-day shipping. Preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com. We're not talking about some little powdered food that we need with a straw. No. Sorry. This is 2,000 calories a day of the heartiest, most delicious stuff you can imagine when that day comes. And by the way, that day could be nothing more than just a huge supply chain disaster. All right, dear friends. Thank you so, so very much. Have a great and a glorious day. Please keep thinking. Please keep thinking. Please keep using your heads. And whatever you do, remember these final words. By the way, see you tonight, 7 p.m., of course, 7 p.m. Remember these words. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.